Welcome to the dough, where Cash is queen and we hardly know her, but we're still here figuring her out together. Because y'all, season two is here, okay? Hosted every week by me, X Maya. Remember, I'm going to be talking to all types of people about their relationship to money. Reality stars, entrepreneurs, financial experts, and even some of my own friends. Basically, anyone who will get real with me about their dollars. How they make money, how they spend it, and how they save it. Because I'm trying to retire early, people. Season 2 of The Dough is out on March 21st, wherever you get your podcasts. Join us on Archetypes, a dynamic podcast hosted by Megan, the Duchess of Sussex, as she digs into the labels that try to hold women back. In each intimate and candid conversation, Megan is joined by guests like Serena Williams, Mariah Carey, Paris Hilton, Issa Rae, and Trevor Noah as they delve into the roots of countless common descriptors of women like diva, crazy, dumb blonde, and the B word, and redefine and reclaim each identity along the way. The complete season of Archetypes is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Lemonada. I'm Kiki Monique, and this is I'm Sorry, your weekly dose of pop culture, celebrity missteps, and public apologies. And this week, I decided to start swiping on dating apps again, and I immediately regretted it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Mohanad Al Sheikhi, and this week, uh, the summer is in, and I do not like it. I'm over it. It can be done right now. And I'm Oha Lopez, and this week, I watched my uh, gayest lesbian friend order whole milk coffee and watched the five other people just mouth agape. Like, how dare you order full dairy? Um, are you even gay? Was our yeah. question. If it's not oat milk, is it even real? It's you're straight, essentially. You're, you're <laughs> yelling at the rooftops that you are into heteronormativity. And it really just took us all by surprise. You ever like see someone like order like and, and they ask for soy milk and I'm like, do you know there's a better life there? <laughs> Why are you doing this? I honestly feel that way about almond milk. I mean, I I've, I've yeah. progressed beyond that. I'm like, really, we're still there, almonds. Yeah. Do you know how much water that uses? <laughs> I I will partake in dairy if it's ice cream and if it's cheese. So I've got my. My other arenas, but live, straight-up dairy liquid in my coffee is no, ma'am. Well, look, I love a good half and half, and I won't I won't ever give mm, that up mm-hmm. fully. The great thing about oat milk is that it comes in such a creamy, creamy form, and I hate even saying it, <laughs> yeah. but such a creamy form that you don't even need the half and half, but I do appreciate a good half and half. It's just there are like parts of the country, like when you're in and you ask for like oat milk or something like that. They make you feel like you're like one of those coastal elites. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They look at you and they're like, buddy, there's a cow in the back right now <laughs> that I'm going to get the milk from. It's not oat. She's not made of oat. She can't do that. So if Vicky the cow can't make it, then I, I have no idea what you want. Yeah, they didn't have any oat milk when I went to Mexico a couple of weeks ago. And I that's how they looked at me there, too. They were like, uh, no, but we know, but we know people have been asking us for this, but we don't have it. Yeah. Well, speaking of other parts of the country, I was, uh, <laughs> I was in Ohio 
Cleveland, Ohio this weekend. Ooh. Uh, I'm sorry to Cleveland. I mean, it's, 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 the city is beautiful, but like, and it's green, but my God, the food. Absolutely oh. not. Not it. <laughs> You're saying Cleveland is not a Mecca for, <laughs> for gastronomy. Okay, I don't got know it. what it's a Mecca for, honestly, but it's not, it's not, a me- it's not a Mecca for comedy. I'll tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> but man, it was, it was wild. I, this is the first time me like performing there and I was with Hari Kondabula there and uh, he was headlining and I was featuring and my god the second show I believe on on Friday uh, we had this woman she was like sitting in the front has bright red hair okay and she was sitting with this man and then literally like maybe like one minute in into my set she started talking like out loud to you out loud yeah and i was just like i was like i do not know if you think this set will change based on what you're (laughs) saying it's not this is all mostly prepared material and i have the mic in my hand i don't know why you're talking to me wait she's talking to you and like what is she saying basically she's like kind of like interjecting with the jokes she's like you know like providing her commentary (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like Twitter live, essentially. Yeah, She's like exactly. tweeting you in a room. Okay. It, exactly. Yeah. And I said, and I remember I, I have this joke I start with where I'm like, I don't like it when people try to guess where I'm from. And then she started doing that. No. She literally yelled at some point. She was like, Nicaragua. And I was like, what <laughs> are you what? even saying? What does that mean? And oh. I remember at some point I said, I said, okay, you can stop talking right now. Oh, you just started straight up asking her to shut the fuck up yeah, in a very like, polite way. My, I was my like, it, it, I was like, it's okay. You don't need to provide commentary. And then uh, she was like, you know, she was like feeling very weird. Like she like started acting very weird. She was like very silent and just like started looking at the table. And then she left for a long time and then came back. And I was just like, man, look, I I know she's uh, she's very annoying, but I want people to have a good show. So I was like, "Hey, lady, I, I was like, I'm, I'm sorry if I if I hurt your feelings. I just I just don't want you to talk during the show. So if you can just you know just enjoy the show. I don't want you to be upset. I don't I don't need this this on my conscience right now. Yeah. Right. So if we can move now on, now you're and having then, to console her during your comedy set. This yeah, and then scary. I literally I was like I was like asked her, her name and I was like, okay, everyone, please clap for uh, and her name." Just, you know, just to get Let's her back in the her show. Let's call her Miranda, just because she's a redhead <laughs> yeah. and it just makes sense. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's not my show, so I wanted, like, the headliner to have a good show, you know? And right. then literally regretted doing that the second I uh, oh, introduced no. the headliner, because Harry started talking, and then she immediately interjected and started telling him this weird story. Oh, no. my God. What is going on? And I was on? like, lady, I just treated you with dignity right now, and I regret that. Mm. who are these people that just like start talking during comedy shows i know and then and then when he like he started teasing her and then he was like you know of course you know oh i can't believe the the woman with the red hair is looking for attention Uh, (laughs) that's a good one but then she literally just like flipped him off basically and then she came and sat on the stage no what what Okay, so yes. she's she's like on something. Yeah, like ill. I think so. And then and then the, the people on the menu came and just like literally just like kicked her out. Is this your first heckler? 
I mean, I had people in the past who are like, you know, do that. It's just like, to be, to be fair, most of the people I got heckled me is like, they think they're helping. And it's very hard, you know, it's very hard because like, you know, they're not doing it out of like, a, it's not a malicious. It's just like, they think this is helping the show. So I have to be like, hey, I'm good on my own. I can, yeah. I can handle this. Like they feel like they're participating or making it lively and fun kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I did have in, in few occasions, I had someone who, uh, who literally wanted me to come outside and fight them. What? Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. in Astoria, Oregon. And I was like <laughs> I was like, Sir, I'm not coming outside or and I'm not fighting you. I'm I'm having a good time here. You can leave if you want to. Oh my god. I just imagine hecklers at other people's jobs and not just like stand up comedian jobs where it's like somebody's trying to heckle a surgeon in the middle of surgery or like um just places where like you clearly they need focus and they need to be able to do their job and you're getting in the middle of that, buddy, and you need to stop. I I one time witnessed uh, somebody run on stage and headbutt somebody, kind of like what Jesus. happened to Dave Chappelle um, in Houston, Texas. They were telling a joke about something, and then this guy started kind of talking out loud, and the comedian was like, hey, you should stop. And the guy got upset because the guy called him out, and I guess he was embarrassed. And he literally charged this person on stage Jesus. at a small club, not even like a like a big place. Well, you know, it's like, here's the thing about comedy clubs. It's like, they force you to have a two drink minimum. So you already know <laughs> okay. you're going to get, you know, inebriated folks. Um, and I, and I, I think people just feel like comedy is this participatory event, which I don't understand why. I know. I'm like, yeah, one person has the mic. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm... <laughs> I'm also starting a new show in New York City that, and I gave it a name that uh, hopefully does not elicit uh, insane people. Uh, oh my god! What's the name? <laughs> it, it's called the Illuminati Presents. Oh, you're you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, <laughs> do I have a pyramid on the poster? Yes, I do. Oh, double uh, With one eye. I, sometimes, like I feel like I am asking for trouble, and then when trouble happens, I'm like, why is it happening to me? <laughs> That's exactly yes. what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm I'm shamelessly plugging it on this podcast. It's June 22nd at the Asylum. Everyone should come to it in New York City. Wait, it's going to be weekly, a weekly event? It's a bi-weekly show. Bi-weekly, so it's every, yeah. yeah. it's every two weeks. First one, June 22nd. And then, you know, two weeks after that, there's going to be a new one. Love it. Yeah. It's, it's sponsored by the Illuminati itself. <laughs> they finally ventured into comedy. Oh, they know that's well, the way to reach the masses for real well, you know, know. Yeah, they, they've already taken over all the other spaces you know according to conspiracy talk so you know exactly I was like can you sponsor me and they're like yeah sure I mean we definitely need some diversity and <laughs> <laughs> right I do if, well I mean if I did have to imagine Illuminati well I guess Beyonce and Jay-Z are in it already so They've got a little bit of well, that. Yeah, I mean, I think the I think the diversity means like you know the poor folk because Illuminati. Gotta 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 gotta. You know, exactly. it's kind of like it's kind of exactly. like Scientology. You know, like they, they, the rich folk. <laughs> they said we'll pay you enough to live well, but not to be rich. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we we kind of like we we spent too much money on some people and they kind of disappointed us and they were like uh, you know Madonna and I was just like okay. Uh, I, I'm not going to be Madonna, but I promise you, 
They they literally need their court jesters. I think that that's where they're at. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking about I went to Cleveland one time and I remember going to a gay bar and thinking this is the gayest thing I've ever been to in my life because it was like it was called something like the Leather Stallion Club or the Leather Stallion Saloon and it was really just a series of kind of like dudes in very tight leather outfits kind of making out with each other and then them sort of looking at me and my friend Emily like, what are you two crazy people doing in here? We felt very out of place, but then we started drinking a little bit and it got good. But um, yeah, this Leather Stallion Saloon was pretty fun. They had these giant paintings of like leather daddy men making out with their butts out. And I said, that's my kink. I love that. I love murals of sexy guys, you know? Um, <laughs> it just was a great experience. Uh, and then other than that, I saw not one gay person in Cleveland other than everybody in that bar. Well, I, I mean, I did see a lot just because, well, I went to during Pride Month, obviously, and there was a lot of... <laughs> yes. And there was an event when I was there on, on Saturday. So, yeah, everyone I saw on the street, I felt like the minority in a different way. I was like, I think I am the only straight person walking here. <laughs> <laughs> How did that feel? What's that? It felt good? Did it feel good? What did that feel like? I am used to being a minority in general, so it just, <laughs> it just it. felt like another day, it's just in a different way. <laughs> Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. After season one aired, I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. And of course, my 90-year-old mom, Judy. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me Season 2 is out March 27th from Lemonada Media. Can't get enough of your favorite Lemonada Media podcasts? By subscribing to Lemonada Premium today, you'll gain access to fun and inspiring bonus content from all of our podcasts across the Lemonada Media network. As a subscriber, you can listen to never-before-heard interview excerpts between Julia Louis-Dreyfus and her A-plus guests on Wiser Than Me, laugh along with Elise Myers as she and her guests play a rapid-fire questions game on Funny Cause It's True, and continue to uncover new ways to make life suck less through our exclusive subscriber audio. Check out a free trial of Lemonada Premium today in the Apple Podcast app by clicking on our podcast logo and then the subscribe button. Speaking of pride, I have invited one of my very good friends here from the Chicago comedy scene, uh, Dairy Queen. She is a drag comedian. She is uh, a stand-up. She is a sketch artist. She also hosts some amazing shows around Chicago that you'll have to go check out. But please welcome Dairy. Can't wait to get into it. Welcome, Dairy Queen. How are you doing? <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm doing so good. I'm having probably the best day of my life, to be honest. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, I love catching people on the best day of their lives because then you participate. By default, you're associated with that, you know? And can I just say, I'm sorry, by the way. 
<laughs> Can I even say that anymore? <laughs> yeah, I, I think you could say it. What are you apologizing for? What's wh- why? I'm apologizing on behalf of just the world, you know, mm. this damn president we have in office, yes. this damn the, the past president. You know, I'm just I'm just in a I'm a big old apology boy today or girl, depending on if I'm, <laughs> depending on the night or daytime. <laughs> well, we're so happy to have you. Um we were just talking about Mahanad being the only straight person in Cleveland mm-hmm. um, when he went to Cleveland and the, that he's very comfortable being minority. But I, you guys are my only straight friends. I want to let you know, Mo and Kiki, that you're the only straight friends that I have. Um, and we're thrust together by this podcast. <laughs> um, but other than that, I feel like, Derry, does your friend group, are they largely homosexual Is that, or a queer in any way? Would you say that's pretty accurate? Yes. Like, I have a couple, mm-hmm. like, straight boyfriends. They're not my boyfriends. I want to make that very clear. Um, but <laughs> I was like, this is this interesting. Is, ooh, now we're getting okay. some interesting topics. Um, no, I have a couple, like, straight friends. But they're all, like, associated with, like, only queer people. So it's, like, I mean, the comedy scene and, and I started in the comedy scene in Chicago and then I went into the drag scene. The comedy scene is very queer-centric unless you're just doing stand-up because that is, as we all know, horribly straight. Um, but, <laughs> yes. like, the sketch improv, uh, like, kind of, like, alt-comedy is very queer. So that's where I kind of landed. So, you know, the gays are there, but we got some straights around that, I don't know, maybe they, like, getting their dick tugged every once in a while i don't know that's not my business you know yeah and can we make this an equitable space it could also be titties being twisted thank you for saying that thank you thank you thank you it's not just the tugs it's the twists as well and the two genders tugs and twists (laughs) yeah right depending on whether or not it's day or night um, (laughs) right some people um but oh okay so i just watched easy a again what Mm -hmm. do you did you guys remember this movie i've never watched it it's like Emma Stone's big foray into kind of stardom. And it's it's honestly like pretty epic movie because it's Amanda Bynes yep. is in it. Lisa Kudrow is in it. All right. I'm um, going to watch it. Yeah. I mean, I remember the cover art, but I just, for mm, some mm-hmm. reason, it just was like, I don't know if I was an Emma Stone fan then, I'll be honest. Got it. Well, she had just come off of like, I guess, super bad, but she had done a couple of other things. Um but I was watching it, and I was like, oh, I forgot that she outs somebody to save herself in this movie. Yes. And I was like, you're not allowed to do that anymore. No. <laughs> you are wrong for that. How lady. does outing somebody else save her? I get, oh, I have to watch? I mean, that's... Yes, you should. And it sort of deflects from her. And I'm so sorry, I am spoiling it, but it has been yeah. out for, you know, 37 years. So, um, but... <laughs> Yeah, I part of it is that she's got a lot of like negative attention focused on herself. And so at this point, she's like, you know what? <laughs> He's gay and just <laughs> points at somebody else in that moment. Um, and I just was thinking because there's I, I feel like all my friends keep asking these questions of like, is that movie like, does it hold up kind of? And this one I felt didn't really hold up that much. I I um I thought it was fun, but. It was okay. And then I, that got me thinking about like Ace Ventura and the whole like that whole like entire plot line being fully and painfully transphobic. And I just was like, are these movies watchable anymore? Like, can we as good Judy's and good gays watch these movies? I it's don't hard know. sometimes. I was struggling a little it's bit. It's hard sometimes. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, most of the media does not hold up before, I don't know, 2015. Because <laughs> uh, if you if you want to talk about like TV shows that do not hold up in that aspect anymore, just go and watch the first 10 seasons of Law & Order SVU. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> My God. My God, the uh, the homophobic slurs that they use and everything. And that's supposed to be uh, the special victims unit. They're supposed to be special. Uh, They're supposed to be special, okay? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm excited, though, because like, there's all these like new gay movies coming out. Like, Happiest Season happened last year. Mm-hmm. And then there's like Fire Island now. And Bros is coming out with Billy Eichner. So I'm excited to see what we consider like progressive right. or what we consider kind of like the new gay voice but i've watched fire island have you guys seen fire island yet? i just watched it I yesterday have, yeah. Yeah. i started watching the first 20 minutes with my boyfriend and then we started absolutely making out so oh, that's, well, that's how it's supposed to be you're yeah. honoring the spirit of the movie you watched it better than we absolutely. did we started the first 20 minutes eating up chinese food and then we moved it to my bed and then things got a little crazy by the way <laughs> So, but I've not fully watched it all the way. Got it, got it. The first 20 minutes were fun. And I love Bo and Yang, and I love Joel Kim Booster. I, it's, it was a really fun... Um, and I freaking love Margaret Cho, too. Yeah. Um, just what a great little combo there. And I'm glad more of these movies are coming out. Well, um, I just appreciated the fact that they, you know, acknowledged how problematic white gay men yes. can be in their own community and in general. And they sort of like just, you know, dealt with that head on because I don't feel like that is talked about enough. Cause I always like say like to the white gay men, like you're still white men. Remember yes. that. <laughs> that is like, as someone like on the like front lines of the drag scene in Chicago, it's like you deal with a lot of this shit. That's like seeing like these white boys who think they're like all that, like push their way to the front of the like, crowds and like want to be like the center of attention the entire time and we're like sit down like sit down there was like this like absolute insane conversation that happened it happens like once a year here in chicago but about two years ago where like all these gay men were like if you're a straight girl or if you're a lesbian you're not allowed in our bars here in chicago and we're like stop like you absolutely need to kick a soccer ball, take a seat, and, like, just stop talking because that's ridiculous, you know? Nobody's a gatekeeper, especially for, like, if you're just, like, a white little twink. Like, you deserve to, like, eat a sandwich. Like, I don't care. Like, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wonder what that is because there is the – I guess in some ways it was, like, when Will and Grace came out and there was this sort of, like, Rosie O'Donnell kind of character of, like, I always imagined that gay men and women or lesbians were, like – Two people, and they were back-to-back and just walking in sort of, like, opposite directions Mm -hmm. in some way. But I do think that that has definitely gotten a lot better in terms of, like, kind of, like, dyke and queer culture taking more of a forefront versus just, like, you know, gay men in Palm Springs with Labradoodles and Mojitos. Like, there's a different vibe going on now. But I definitely... Okay, can I just interject for one second? Yeah, yeah. Because I know, like... It's co- it's taken me a long time to sort of like be comfortable with using the term queer because mm-hmm. like that was not a term that was like a positive one when I was growing yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And I understand it's been reclaimed and I understand that the straights like me are allowed to use it even though like yeah. I still I tend I don't know I still tend not to even though I know it's okay. I know you use the D word and I know it's probably been reclaimed by lesbians. I don't think that that has been 
That hasn't been, again, reclaimed by everyone, though, right? That's still, like, lesbians only, correct? I am a big fan of of saying all of the words. <laughs> <laughs> I have, like, no real... Um, of course, if somebody's insulting me and saying it to me in a mean way, bad boy, bad girl, <laughs> bad person, but generally speaking, I'm kind of, especially within gay culture, I'm fine if gay men use dyke. I'm fine, you know, pretty much using all words. I, it definitely is the queer thing. I was actually recently trying to explain it to my dad again. This is two things I've tried to explain to my dad this week. One of them was podcasting. He did not get it. And then the other one was um, the term queer. <laughs> two very similar so, things. And, and I'm... <laughs> Right. And also my, my whole life, pretty much. Um, but I, I was trying to explain like what fits under the umbrella of queer. And it's just it's just kind of a more open, flexible word in which you don't have right. to be lesbian or gay or pansexual or something kind of deterministic and more. It's almost cultural, I would I'm say. Like, what do you think? Yeah, Gary? I mean, I identify when, like when people ask me, like, what is your sexuality? What do you identify as? I say queer because like I I am not just, like, a gay person who likes gay cisgender dudes. Like, I like pretty much everybody. Like, I've had relationships with all different kinds of people. And so I, I, I say queer because it's such an umbrella term where it's, like, I, genu- I genuinely do not have a preference that, like, I could date anybody. And there's just no word that seems better to me than that. Because it also, for me, aligns also with my, um, like, gender as well. Like, it's very, like... I mean, I identify as, like, cisgendered. I use he, him pronouns outside of drag. But, like, I am very fluid with it when it comes to being in drag and uh, being androgynous sometimes. That, like, that is important to me. It's, like, to have a word that helps define myself as a whole. That's not for everybody, but that's how I reclaim it. And that's how I explain it. So, Yeah, that's a great point of, like, it encompasses not just the like the kind of relationships that you have with other people, but also like the relationship that you have with yourself in terms of like a gender binary. It includes kind of like all the different things that we think of as kind of gay sort of, which now to me, I also would identify as gay because gay has taken a little bit of, I think a wider, a a wider interpretation as well. Which is why like, you know, because you're getting back to the movies, like one of the movies I was thinking about that maybe didn't age well but um, is Chasing Amy, which is like, uh, like, I think it's Kevin Smith film. And like, you know, the whole premise is like Ben Affleck falls in love with this lesbian. And then so they decide to give it a go. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, and now, like, of course, in like, you know, those in the 90s that it came out, you know, it comes across as like, I can, you know, make this lesbian straight. But I think in today's, that movie could still work, but it would just be under this, you know, umbrella of like, look, yeah, I want to try this out. Sure. Maybe that doesn't work. And, you know, like maybe she wasn't a lesbian. Maybe she was pansexual or maybe she just was, you know, bisexual. Who, you know, who knows? Yeah. I just, I just, my general thing is that I think queer is okay to use as I, as I hear it. And I don't think of it as a as a bad word unless you say it in a boston accent <laughs> and i'm like man this sounds like a slur now. i don't trust it yeah like the second you say it in a boston accent i'm like this does not feel good speaking of boston accents i recently rewatched for whatever reason i now pronounce you chuck and larry oh my god i was gonna talk about that movie which it, it was a wild rise i think they're from boston or new york or something with like a crazy accent and i'm like 
this is just what it's like coming from such a good place but boy do they miss the mark on so many areas <laughs> <laughs> oh my god who knew that adam sandler and oh my god what's his name kevin james kevin Richard. james yeah thank you <laughs> kevin james they were going to be the arbiters of that so early <laughs> yes. too. Like that was not a new movie. Like that movie is maybe a decade old. Oh, or it's more. like I think it was like 2008, 2009, maybe I don't know something oh like that. Oh my god, they really took a fucking leap there. Oh. <laughs> but they, they um, I mean, they he, definitely took a leap. But while taking that leap, definitely did pu- throw in a couple not so good leaps, a couple punch downs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what um what do you remember about it? Like what what stood out for you? I mean, like. The concept of them wanting to get married to, I, if I remember correctly, it's them wanting to get married to like keep his kids or something. I can't remember because his wife died. And then, like, I was like, okay, well, that's kind of shady because it's like you're just like uh, um, getting married for the sake of yeah. that and not for queer, or whatever. And so, but then, like, it ends up being like, like through it all, they find the, the importance of gay relationships. <laughs> and like, oh, wait, they're not so bad. It's like when the hot girl takes off her glasses. These are real. <laughs> you know, it's, it's wild. That's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> Maybe gay people oh aren't terrible crazy <laughs> but yeah it's a, it was a wild ride hi i'm june diane raphael and i'm jessica st Clair. and each week we are sitting down to talk all about life's twists turns and absurdities on the deep dive From exploring the depths of TikTok, which is our only news source, to navigating the complexities of grief and loss, we are just two best friends behind a mic processing life together. This podcast is all about finding the silver linings in the madness. So get ready for unfiltered conversations about motherhood, careers, pop culture, and everything in between. Here at The Deep Dive, we're all about community. We believe in the power of sharing experiences and the strength that comes from supporting one another. And we would love to have you with us. So be sure to join us every Wednesday on The Deep Dive from Lemonada Media, wherever you get your podcasts. People love to pretend that there are simple formulas for living your best life now. Eat this and you won't get sick. Manifest it and everything will work out. But there are some things you can choose and some things you can't. And it's okay that life isn't always getting better. I'm Kate Bowler, and on Everything Happens, I speak with kind, smart, funny people about life as it really is. Beautiful, terrible, and everything in between. Let's be human together. Everything Happens is available wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my god, did you guys read the article about the drag shows under fire in Texas yeah. for <laughs> that really Dan Crenshaw, yeah. you character villain of a man. He's like a combination of like Kronk from Emperor's New Groove's like dumbass brain <laughs> and like but like not in like a funny way or a hot way because it's an absolute himbo yeah. and like a combination of Yzma being evil and a combination of the K- uh, uh, Cusco being a king and just being a ruthless absolute <laughs> hound. <laughs> 
So that's me promoting Emperor's New Groove for everybody listening. So <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's like so sad that like, you know, people who are, you know, trying to ban, you know, drag queen or minors going to like drag brunches, you know, before, you know, banning guns. It's just weird to me that like when they see drag queens, all they see is sex. Yeah. Yeah. Just like this over-sexualization of the gay community, of the drag community. It's just weird to me. Like it's a performance. Like if you went to Japan and you watched, is it a kabuki show, right? Like, isn't that like on par with like a drag show in in the US? Like it would be considered art, right? But like for some reason they don't look at it the same way, it seems. But you're talking about people that they see everything as sex. And it's it's truly just just who who they are. This is like you know how they view these shows. This is this is how they view women. This is this is everything. I mean, like who who can forget that uh, very famous incident where uh, Ted Cruz liked uh, a porn video on nine eleven. What? On the anniversary of nine eleven. Good on him. Good on him. It's the anniversary of nine eleven, and this man is scrolling through porn. Uh, and it's just like, and then oh, you know, my God. liked it by mistake, and it's just like, buddy, <laughs> come on, come on, Mister Cruz, come on, Mister Cruz. Yeah, yeah so. I, I, it, it definitely feels like we've made it, you know, and now we gotta dispel and learn a bunch of shit again. Yep. But, um, but hey, I want to. Oh yeah, yeah. What, what was the? I think you sent me Mahanid. Something about the corporations during Pride Month, the U.S. Marine, the little <laughs> yeah. thing that you sent me. Yeah. Um, you should tell. Wait, Mo, I know Mo, you've seen it, but Daria, you've got to yeah. hear this. Like, what was the commercial exactly? So you know this. You know this. You know this. This famous meme where it just it just shows like Republicans and there's a drone and it's just like you know basically just like bombing people and then Democrats, but it has like the pride flag on it and it's the same drone just killing people. Yes. I think the U.S. Marines saw that meme and they were like, yes, this is actually good. Let's do that. <laughs> and you see a helmet that has proud to serve on it and it has bullets and every bullet is a different color. So it's the rainbow on it. <laughs> Oh my God! And it says, you know, throughout June, we take pride in recognizing and honoring the contributions of our LGBTQ service members. Like, okay, you know what? If you want to post that, that's fine. Post a tweet by itself. Exactly. It's just the fact that you you colored the bullets. Like, I'm just I'm just trying to I'm just trying to just imagine their thought process into this they were like war is gay and that is fine <laughs> you know it was some 50 year old straight man who was on photoshop being like i did it i did it i ended i i brought together people this pride season it's yeah you're like you're like i just imagine like just you know a family that just lost their father in a war or something and they're like it's okay son it was the gay bullets <laughs> Oh my god. That's wild. I mean, I will yeah. never feel sorry for corporations ever ever, but like I also know they'll never win because if they say nothing, everyone's like you are anti-gay. <laughs> and if they say something, they would be like you are a terrible ally. <laughs> <laughs> What's everyone's dream corporate pride uh like uh collaboration? Cuz I really want to see like 
An absolute himbo Tony the Tiger. <laughs> I think that's like what I want. I want Chick-fil-A because I want to be able to eat yeah. there without fear of saying, you know. <laughs> Why do they have to make the waffle fries so good? I know. I know. Those, do- those dipping mm-hmm. sauces are elite. Truly the biggest homosexual dilemma is whether or not to go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I found myself in a Chick-fil-A line and then like a person who realized they were doing bad literally like it off of the line and been like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get out of here. There's a Raisin Cane's two blocks from here. <laughs> Just as accessible, you bitch. Um, yeah, Chick-fil-A is a good one. I Maybe something like <laughs> my first thought, I don't know why, was Microsoft Paint. If they could just be sort of like a tender, like a tender lesbian sort of like Stana. <laughs> Just beautiful pictures on paint. Absolutely. Microsoft in general, I think. Just the full suite. For sure. Word, Excel. There's a lot to be done on there that yeah. could be gayer, you know? I don't know. I feel like for me, it would be like, because like most of the corporations are just like, you know, general corporations are doing that already. I think it would be it would be very funny if it was like a weapon manufacturer or something. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> Like just to keep it tight, <laughs> like right? right, right. Raytheon technology, like Lockheed Martin or some <laughs> shit. They're just like Monsanto guys, <laughs> like something you know, something insane like that. And it's just like holy shit. Okay, yes. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I feel like all corporations are like have their own version of of stuff now. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do feel like everybody kind of puts out a little thing at least. Yeah. Except for Hobby Lobby, they're nice and they're nice. They're staying nice and straight for the foreseeable <laughs> Good future. Them. Good on them. Someone's got to do it. Yeah, you. And and you know, even faced with peer pressure and the pressure of a changing society and a progressive state and people wanting to live their lives in a free and loving, authentic way, there you are, Hobby Lobby. If you need to stay steadfast in your in your beliefs, I mean, this is America. <laughs> Do you, Mahanad and Kiki, do you guys have straight pride? Is that something that you're pride like that you feel proud of? Uh I don't think that um no, based on <laughs> I love how weird like, it got. Who, who I have to date and like <laughs> what I'm left with. No, I would actually <laughs> much prefer that I could just date all of my girlfriends because they're way better. Like what's that six of the city soul like quote? It's like my girl like my girlfriends may be my actual soulmates and the guys are just there to have fun. That's yeah. kinda how I feel about in life. I feel I feel mm-hmm. like when I when I think straight pride, I'm like, this just sounds like a a proud boy rally. Exactly. Yeah. It definitely feels like when people say, like, I have white pride. Like, no. No. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you were born this way. Because <laughs> you know what? Remember when they tried to do that, actually, like a straight pride rally? And it was, uh, surprise, surprise, it was in Boston. And, like, maybe, like, 10 people showed <laughs> Yeah. Ten people showed up, and it was just like no one, and it was just like so disorganized and 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 and, and whatnot, and it's just like my god. But you know what? So they'll bad. they'll always have Chuck and Larry. They'll always yeah. have Chuck and Larry. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They always exactly. will, and weddings and baptisms and family reunions, <laughs> and like they'll have a lot of things that they can <laughs> they can be straight at. Um, when okay, question: When you guys like somebody, how do you generally act? Like, are you guys like big? Are you big, like, hitting on people, or are you kind of, like, quiet little... Mouses. Mice. 
No, I'm like, definitely, I don't. Like, I am an alpha female, so I actually want someone who, like, can, like, this sounds so bad, manhandle me. Okay, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> what about you, Mel? Are you, do you hit, like, when, when like you're getting you tr- together like, with your partner? I feel like you're trying to trick me every time with these questions. <laughs> <laughs> I have been in a relationship for five years now, and every time you're like, hmm? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. One day I'll figure things out. I'm gonna get in there. Yeah, and everything. You'll try. You'll try. But I am a I am a very private person. I don't I, I don't even wear t shirts on stage because I'm like I don't want people to know what my arms look like. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I if I like somebody, that means I'm never speaking to them again. That's my that's usually my MO. Okay. Um, That's fair. I'll just avoid them at all costs. What about you, Derry? Um, if I like somebody, they are probably extremely scared because why would I like somebody? That like I my life is so chaotic and crazy with the performing I do, they'd probably be like get me the hell out of here. Like, what the <laughs> hell? It takes a very special person to date a drag queen. I've learned that very quickly. <laughs> so, and I do not date other drag performers for the most part. So mm, for the most part, this is all very good to know. Um, well, I would definitely date a drag queen. They're so beautiful and wonderful and are so talented. And, and I would also date a non-drag queen as I do in my normal life. <laughs> but it's my fault and I, and I am guilty of that. For sure. Well, Derry, thank you so much for being on. We're so happy you were able to join. Of course. Um, of course, of course. Thank you for having me. It's so fun. Of course. Love to have you anytime. Thank you. Anytime you want to talk about straight pride, Hell you know yeah. I'm your girl. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now it's it's time for my favorite segment that we do every week, which is Sorry Not Sorry, where we either apologize to someone or we demand an apology. Like every week, I'm going to start with Oha. Oh, yeah. So this week I do have to say I'm sorry to, guess who? Oha Mandalupa Sanchez Daguer Boyer. That's me, you guys. Because okay. I have a pattern where I am really bad at like returning things that I've purchased. It's just something that I really cannot grasp fully. And I just have a little trove, um, a, a gold mine. I'm sitting on stuff that I have not returned that I don't want and that I could have gotten the money back, but now the time has passed mm. and now I don't know what I'm going to do. What am I going to do? Sell it on Poshmark, give it away. Not sure. You're giving up way too easily because, first of all, everything to me is like a Bed Bath & Beyond coupon. It does not expire. <laughs> I don't care if okay, they tell okay, me okay. it's too late to return. I'm returning it. Well, maybe I should just send it back yes. and then just start a campaign to get all my money back from various stores that I've purchased things from. I would be like, supply chain issues. I don't know. Something. I sent it. Give me my money. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, so your advice is to go hard and send that shit back and you know, maybe lie a little bit about when I sent it. Absolutely. Again, I have no okay. feelings for corporations. If it's a small okay. business, you know, I might say yeah. like, you know, get the credit, you know, be get willing to spend more okay. money back on the small business. If it's a corporation, no, I want the money back. And you know what? I'm not going to send it back. I'm going to keep it actually. <laughs> and I still want that money back because I don't really want it. <laughs> but I'll have it if I can have it. I'm learning so much from you, Kiki. Thank you for being 
my mentor in these little scams that you run. Um, this is not the only one. I know that you're a little scammer and I'll love you for it. Um, okay, cool. I will start that. No, this place that I bought things was from was just bought by Walmart last year. So oh. perfect. Yeah, they they owe all the money. They owe us. Yeah, they owe the earth. Yeah. They owe United States citizens. <laughs> they owe everybody. So yes. Okay. All right. I will. I'll start that today. I'm gonna just send it back and see what they say. Okay. Um. Well, you know, it's ironic because I I too was gonna <gasps> apologize to Oha. Mostly just because you are a representative of the LGBTQIA plus community. <laughs> so I'm I the figured, figurehead this month. Yeah. So I figured it would be best to, to direct my apology to you. But no, we were, you know, we were doing this like sort of pride centered episode and, it, you know, going through the topics that had me thinking because sometimes you you think you're just such a good person. and then you forget that sometimes like you have flaws you know and i have to remember like Mm -hmm. i fuck up too um and oh god i hope i don't get don't cancel me so i remember (laughs) i was like uh at an event um and it was actually it was a it was an event for human rights campaign it was like an hrc (sighs) event so it was like i was surrounded by gay people and um there was a girl who seemed like she was like kind kind of hitting on me i i don't like you know i couldn't i i was really drunk right so i was very drunk because this was the after party like after the main event um and so i think she was hitting on me i don't really know and then she said something like you know like oh are you gay or something and i said oh, i cringe even having to say this <gasps> i said something like either like oh do i look or do I seem I can't remember if I said look or seem do I seem gay or do I look gay and I was like and and thinking back on it I was like why the fuck did I say that (laughs) that is so fucking terrible but like you know I have to look every straight girl I you have to admit like there's a time when you're like putting on a flannel and you say to yourself like oh do I look like a lesbian like every straight girl does it because like we just go through these things where we want to be out in the world and you know we want to get hit on and we go through that and i hate that i hate that i i cringe but like so i'm sorry i recognize that i still fuck up and sometimes we fuck up and say stupid things and that Mm. person and she definitely just stopped hitting on me after that and i would (laughs) i would have too Oh, my God. Well, Kiki, I'm going to tell you, to me, you look a little gay. Anybody with <laughs> thick-rimmed glasses and a red lip um, is a is a top femme for me, okay? We've got a lot of gays, a lot of lesbians, and they fit in a lot of categories. And so you do, you look gay to me. The Both That's of you fine. look very gay to me. That's fine. I'm comfortable. I am comfortable now. I'm comfortable with it. <laughs> well, I uh, I have to apologize that that you guys have to deal with me being a host who is perfect. <laughs> and, and that is something we were really struggling with. Does usually. not have flaws. And every week you guys <laughs> just keep apologizing. And I'm just like, ugh, I wish I had something to apologize for. <laughs> I'm just, I just keep doing everything right. And I know now that is, that is makes you feel bad. And that may be my only flaw. Mm. Yeah. Because mm. you uh, shine so bright that it dims other people's light. Yeah. Know, it's ironic it's, that this is the first apology we've gotten in the I'm sorry segment. I know, I know. It's, it's my cross to bear, you know. Uh, but I'll have to deal with it. But I'm, I'm going to ask for an apology again. And it's also like Cleveland related. It's Cleveland related. Because I was oh, cool. in Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland. And again, had oh, fun Cleveland. in the club. 
not too much in the city. But we had like we had someone pick us up from the airport to drive us to the hotel. And you know when someone starts talking, like kind of like testing the waters to see where you're at on the conspiracy theory line, just like start like <laughs> okay. throwing like, softballs at you. And you're like, oh, what are God. some softballs? Like, is Earth is flat, is hardcore, or is that a <laughs> no, softball? I, I feel like, my God, I feel like conspiracy theories has gone so bad that if someone says the Earth is flat, I was like, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, like, they that's were still true. doing that. Yeah. That's I why like, I was like, I wasn't sure if that was a soft or a hard ball. No, no, that was like, now it's just like one of those things, like, I wish people, like, just go back to believing that the Earth is flat. And, and that, that was the, the worst. Major conspiracy theory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like someone like would be like you know like when they try to try a softball it usually has to do with covid and they'd be like oh no it's okay i mean like a lot of people don't wear masks anymore here it's gotten so much better like you don't have to wear a mask that's that's uh that's fine and i mean like i mean we you know people got vaccinated and boosted and, and, and all of that and then you know they see like if you're gonna take your mask off or not and so you can take their metaphorical mask off as well. Uh, and yeah, like literally it was just like, no, it's it's fine. I mean, I can, I, I'm comfortable like this. And then, you know, like someone goes so hard that you're like, holy shit. Well, I did not see that coming. And it's usually like someone would like, like when a white person starts their sentence with, so I had this uh, Japanese friend and I was like, oh no, no. Are we, I know this, I, I just feel like this is not going to go to where I want it to go. Wait, 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 why a Japanese friend? About what? So basically what they were saying is that they had a Japanese friend and the Japanese, right before the pandemic hit, right before the pandemic hit, okay, this person came to them and was just like, it's going to get really bad here. Oh. And then they left and they never saw them again. And then COVID, like the pandemic was announced like maybe two weeks later. Right, 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 right. And the general sentiment that you get from this is that an Asian person told me this thing. <laughs> yeah. That started in Asia, so they know. And even though the pandemic did not start in Japan... Uh, it started in a different country. She was like, "This is a representation," uh, and then right. she was like, "And this, like, and she was like, I worked with this person for years, and they never gave me a hug, but this time they hugged me, so I knew <laughs> it was something serious." <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, and then she just went on about like you know how COVID was you know created in the lab and how like how it got to us and how and then we started talking and then they started talking about like the. Uh, the name of the team that 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 the, like the baseball team that changed because it was the Cleveland Indians before it became the Cleveland oh, Guardians. Right, and right, right. It was just like actually like Native Americans are offended by that. They feel like their culture has been erased. I'm just like, oh, you think? Okay, well, I'm sure that is not true. <laughs> I don't think you have Native American friends. I am pretty sure you have a white friend who told you they have a Native American friend. Or a white friend who took a 23 in me and had yeah. like 0.01%. And, uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it didn't even say a tribe or Native. It's probably the 1% said other. And they were uh-huh. like, that's, that's Native. That's got to be indigenous, yeah. right? My great 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 Where's my tribe? Yeah. <laughs> And then, my God, by the time we got to the hotel, I was just like, I am, I am so done here. <laughs> yeah. I just cannot. Like, because my, my thing is, like, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to try to stir you to the, because, like, also, like, I feel like now I am 
the representation of whatever you think my people are. <laughs> whatever, and yes, I, I feel, exactly. I feel like if I argue with her, she would be, they'd be like, you know, uh, yeah, and just like, Libyan people are just so difficult. Those Arabs are so <laughs> difficult. And they do not respect it when you have a different opinion. And they're just so hostile. Maybe they, maybe that's why there's so much conflict there. They just can't, they don't know <laughs> yeah. how to debate and argue. Yeah. And yeah, and I was just like, I am not going to contribute to that. No. I'm just going to, I'm just going to like stay in the back and just every time she, like they say something and I'm, I'm going to be like, oh yeah, wild. Wild. Oh, I love it when crazy. like the, it's like you're an anti-vaxxer and then you're in, you're probably like in a lift with someone and your lift driver starts talking to you about it. And then you're, I don't know, you have some other conspiracy theory or you're an anti-Semite or whatever it is. And then they find each other and then their conspiracy theories start oh, mixing yeah. into each other and they start like overlapping. It's like, it just gets to be way too much. So I'm glad that you just zipped it up there, Mo, and that you were able to stay cool and level-headed with this person because you know what it's useless no next time um um, if if i find someone like this i'm just gonna like fucking triple down and just like start like inventing new shit (gasps) okay making some shit up okay i like that yeah 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 i'm just gonna be like you know sometimes like how the moon disappears (laughs) just muslims (laughs) took it I promise you, they took it. I am, I am on the, on, I'm on the mail, mailing list, and every mm-hmm. time it disappears, I get an email that like, don't go out today. The moon is not there because you know <laughs> when, the, when you go out and the moon is not there, it kind of, it affects your lungs and you can't breathe anymore. And that's why you know a lot of people died from COVID. They did not die from COVID. They did died because they left their houses. When the moon disappeared, it, I promise you, the Muslims took it. I just think this is an amazing plan, and you should do it regardless. I think, yeah, think no matter what. start doing this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, if I, if if my thing is going to be inventing conspiracy theories, uh, I'll just I'll just enjoy it. Yeah, let's see how long it. let's see how long it takes to hit Twitter. That'll be our game. Yeah, I'm gonna invent something and see how far it goes. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'll 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 try to find a way to spread it and doesn't make it sound like it came from me. <laughs> <laughs> Just start on WhatsApp and send it to one of my family members, and it'll oh spread like wildfire. One hundred percent. I'm sorry. Is a Lemonada Media original. The show is produced by Alex McCohen. Supervising producer is Chrissy Pease. Our executive producers are Stephanie Whittles-Wax and Jessica Cordova-Kramer. Our mix is by Kat Yor, and theme music was composed by Xander Singh. If you like this show, please rate and review. And please don't cancel us. You can find out more about our show at Lemonada Media on all social platforms or follow us on Instagram at I'm sorry underscore podcast. We'll be back next week. And until then, be nice, play fair, and always say I'm sorry. Thanks for listening. In 2022, the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Since then, it's been a barrage of bad news. But behind the bleak headlines, there are people working to protect our right to control our future. The Defenders is a new 10-part series about the fight for freedom in a post-Roe America. Co-hosted by Samantha Bee and me, Gloria Riviera, the show will examine ways people are still accessing care, from crossing state borders to self-managed abortion. 
You'll hear from activists, providers, and everyday people doing the work to expand reproductive freedom. We're here to tell you, anyone can become a Defender. The Defenders is out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Last Day from Lemonada Media explores the moments that change us. Those times where you look back and say, whoa, one day I was myself and the next I wasn't. I'm Stephanie Whittles-Wax, and I have seen time and time again how sharing these stories can change lives. So, do you have a moment in your life that changed you, fundamentally and forever? What happened? How did you move through it? And how did you eventually start again? If you'd like to share your story, go to bit.ly slash lastdaystories, bit.ly slash lastdaystories. We can't wait to hear from you.